felt that I wanted to speak about Abba Father, you will understand that as it's Father's Day, that was a bit of a sort of logical thing, if you like. But also, I wanted to look at Abba Father because it's something that doesn't depend on an earthly father-son or daughter relationship because as Trevor has so uh, eloquently and and substantially put that that our relationship with our Heavenly Father uh, is something that is different and it is something that is really, really sure. This first verse here, Abba, Father, uh, Romans 8 verse 15 For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. So I want to look at this phrase, but before we look at Abba, Father, uh, Abba being um, a defining term for Father in the Aramaic language, spoken by Jesus and Paul as an intimate term to characterise their personal relationships with God. Before we look at that in detail, I want to look at what being a father means to us. This Father's Day, as uh, also Trevor has suggested, it's, it's part of our culture now, isn't it? And whether we see it just as a money uh, spinning thing for um, card companies to make a quick buck or two, it's something that most of us hold to as families. Uh, In fact, uh, yesterday morning I was hoping and praying there would be one card that came through the letterbox for Martin from Simon who's away in Salisbury. Unfortunately, one did. So that was a sigh of relief for me because he can be a little bit lackadaisical on that front. But it arrived. But I'm acutely aware that it will be a difficult time for some. Maybe our earthly fathers were not known to us. Maybe they didn't treat us in the way that they should have done. Maybe we are sorry at this point. They are no longer with us. So there's a time of mourning for those who've lost their fathers. Whatever our relationship with our earthly fathers has been, it will colour the way we think of our heavenly one, won't it? I asked Martin if I could refer to his father. Martin's dad had no relationship with his father whatsoever. His relationship with his mother was extremely poor. He was let down by her countless times when he sought to restore a relationship with his mother. He was brought up in a Barnardo's home. The only person in his family that he would have anything to do with was his, one of his sisters. And when I first met Martin, I wanted to know about his family and found out very quickly that that was a taboo area, uh, knowing anything about his, his, his father's family. Um, and Martin had been brought up that you just didn't talk about it. Um, when it came uh, to his funeral, I was absolutely flabbergasted to see 
so many members of Martin's father's family there, half-brothers and sisters, looking like him. It was just incredible. He had chosen uh, not to have anything to do with anyone except for that one sister in his family. He was so bitter because of his experience he'd had. However, I'm delighted to say that in his latter years, when he retired to Cardigan, when he went, I think after much cajoling from his wife, to the Baptist church in Cardigan, he encountered his Heavenly Father. And he was overcome with emotion. He said on quite a number of occasions, why didn't I see it before? He was full of tears. And it was a blessing to know that whilst he never shook off the emotional hurt of the lack of father and the poor mother that he had. We, we don't know all the circumstances, so I don't want to speak ill um, of, of his mother. But it was just so good that he encountered his heavenly father. The thing is, we accommodate who God is by using human terms, don't we? So what we have is an approximation of who God is, not the whole truth. Whatever our experience has been, our earthly fathers are a shadow of our (coughs) heavenly one. The Bible speaks of God as a father, but he reflects attributes of mothers as well. We read in Isaiah 66, 13, that God says, As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. Later on in Isaiah 49, verses 15 and 16, he says that even if a mother could forget her nursing child, he would not forget his chosen people. In Luke 13, 34, we read Jesus saying, How often he had wanted to gather the children of Jerusalem together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. Our Heavenly Father is the real deal. No human shortcomings. In the last song that we will sing, we will say he's perfect in all of his ways. Earthly fathers can never match the qualities of fatherhood we see in our Heavenly Father, even though we are all made in his image, as it says in Genesis 1.27. And there are countless fathers, earthly fathers, who do an outstanding job. So what are some of the characteristics we see in God the Father? He's a life giver, he has authority, He is a powerful protector. Let's read together some of the attributes of our Heavenly Father. These are not exhaustive. He's the author of all life. Yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist. He's our personal creator. Don't you just love some of that we find in Psalm, Psalm 139 verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. That's our father. He's a protector of the weak and vulnerable. Psalm 68 verse 5. Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God 
in his holy habitation. He's abounding in love. I didn't write out John 3.16 in its entirety, but you know it well. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son so that we could be saved. 1 John 3 verse 1 See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. We know that he is strict yet loving. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12 My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. And he is merciful and comforting. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 4. The Father of mercies and God of all comfort. So there are many, many references to the nature of our Heavenly Father. Well, perhaps the best known picture we have of Father God is the forgiving Father who runs filled with love and compassion to welcome his errant son back into the family and lavish him with fine robes, a ring on his finger and a feast. He even prepared to break with tradition and run when a Middle Eastern man would never have run. That would have meant hitching up his tunic so he wouldn't trip. He would have shown his bare legs, a humiliating and shameful thing to do. The father and only the father could restore the son to full sonship in the family. Through the sacrificial giving of our heavenly father, through his son Jesus and the imparting of the Holy Spirit, we are welcomed into the family of God. And that you might understand is why I asked for that song to be sung before I spoke. We are welcomed into the family of God. We are part of the family of God and there is a deep cry in our hearts in recognition of that. So now to the term Abba, Father. It's only referenced three times in the Bible by Jesus in Mark 14, 36. We read that Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane cried out in anguish of spirit to his Father saying, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. It was a term of intimacy between, the the, the time of intimacy between the Son and the Father. And then we have two references that Paul makes to Abba, Father. One in this verse here, Romans 8.15, which we've already seen. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you've received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. And then again by Paul in Galatians 4, verse 6. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of 
of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Abba, as I say, is an Aramaic word used by young children when addressing their fathers. And it implies a sense of familiarity. Jesus' Jesus' use of the word emphasised the father-son relationship with God. And the amazing thing is, when we become Christians, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, which joins with our own spirit in crying out that same intimate name to our Father, as Jesus himself used. When I read that again, it really struck me just how privileged we are that that very word that Jesus used, we can use. Isn't that amazing? Now, I just want to spend a little bit of time on the passage in Galatians that refers to Abba Father. In February 2022, there was an interview with John Piper, who's a well-known American theologian. He's written books and... uh, He's been active for a good number of of years. And he describes how he finds Galatians 4, 4 to 6, the second time that Paul talks of Abba Father, as intensely theological and intensely experiential. A real nugget because it not only describes who God is, but it allows us to apply that knowledge to ourselves and experience it. So here we have it in a different version. But when in God's plan the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the regulations of the law, so that he might redeem and liberate those who were under the law, that we, who believe, might be adopted as sons as God's children with all rights as fully grown members of a family. Hallelujah. And because you really are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So these verses, he says, take us through the whole story of salvation from beginning to end. The incarnation and the life of Jesus, the legal redemption the payment of the price for God to legally purchase a people for himself, the adoption of the people, they are now sons and daughters of God, and then the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in his people, this intensely experiential part. The first three parts of those verses are gloriously theological, outside of us, the Father and Son redeeming mankind. But then it becomes Trinitarian, doesn't it? The work of the Father and the Son and now the Holy Spirit. I think that follows on so nicely from the time of Pentecost we were celebrating only a few weeks ago. Now Paul is talking about our spiritual experience, our heart's reaction to the transaction. Because we are sons, God gives us the experience of sons. And of course we're talking here of everyone. There's no distinction between male and female. 
Jew and Gentile in the kingdom of God. We have a treasure trove here, don't we? We have jars of clay and we have this treasure within us. So going back to the Romans passage, it follows on, verse 15 does, with verse 16 logically, and the verse 16 says that the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So it's the Holy Spirit and our spirit together that cry, Abba, Father. We cry joyfully. It's a voice of recognition, a voice of affection, a voice of joy. We may not understand what the Holy Spirit says, because in Romans 8.26 we read that he intercedes for us and we might not understand what is being said. But together we will have this experience, not a passive experience, but an experience that underlines who we are in God. Before I spoke, we sang, When I was lost, you came and rescued me, which I specifically asked for, because it reflects the thoughts of belonging to the family of God so well. Here are some of the words. You know all the things I've ever done, but Jesus' blood has cancelled everyone. O oh Lord, such grace to qualify me as your own. There is a new song in my mouth. There is a deep cry in my heart. A hymn of praise to Almighty God. Hallelujah. And now I stand firm on this rock. My life is hidden now with Christ in God. The old has gone and the new has come. Hallelujah. Your live. Your love has lifted me. Abba, Father, we can testify with the Holy Spirit we have God as our Father. He has paid for us. He has adopted us. He cares for us. He wants us. He loves us. He protects us. He provides for us. He has made us an heir, a co-heir with Christ of all that he owns. God is our true Father. So let us come to God in faith and true acknowledgement of who we are in him. Let us nurture the work of the Holy Spirit joining with us to help us get the truth of our identity and bring ourselves before our Father God. We need to give this time. There will be times, there are times I feel when I don't connect well with God and don't accept him as my father as I should don't (coughs) worship him as I should we need to give ourselves the space don't we to sit and re-establish who we are the biblical truth of who we are 
and enable that connection to take place again to worship God and to know that he longs to have that intimate relationship with us the Abba Father relationship he is our all satisfying totally dependable ever loving Father and as we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in our hearts I truly believe we will find deeper release in worship, more reverent praise, a greater sense of our true identity as children of God. Let us endeavour to find out more about our Heavenly Father from the Bible and not restrict him to the imperfect but good on many occasions human fathers we have known. He is perfect in all of his ways and we are his. So I'd like to pray for us all before we sing our final song. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you created us all in your image. You sent your son Jesus to die for us and you have given us the Holy Spirit to testify with us that we are your children. Help us to accept our position as children of God. Help us to nurture communion with the Holy Spirit, which will enable us to cry in joy, Abba, Father, and deepen our worship of you, knowing that it is your joy to bless us with a profound and intimate sense of belonging to the family of God. And Lord, I lift up all in this congregation who have not had a good role model of a father or mother perhaps and I pray for comfort I pray that the connection with you as Heavenly Father will bring a sense of belonging will bring peace will bring identity Amen.